welcome to my podcast, Overcoming Writer's Block. My name is Angela Wallace-Moore and I'm an author and writing coach. Jean Fowler once said, Writing's easy. All you do is stare at a blank sheet of paper until drops of blood form on your forehead. And this happens to us all. We're writing quite happily. Maybe the book is coming together well, then nothing. It feels as though somebody had pulled the plug out of our mind's computer and the screen had gone dead. But sometimes it's a slower process, like a battery running down. Bit by bit, the impetus slows until it reaches a shuddering halt. Maybe white page syndrome has immobilized us. And we can't even start. Sound familiar? However it occurs, writer's block is frustrating, infuriating and frightening. So how do we overcome it? How do we prime the mind to allow the ideas to flow freely once more? Let's begin by examining some of the factors which might lead to writer's block. Many of us suffer from imposter syndrome. Often we feel that no matter how hard we try, our work never quite reaches its full potential, never quite saying what we wanted to say. When people admire our work, our inner voice might tell us, oh sure, but someday they'll find out how little talent I really have. Then when the dreaded block descends, That little voice inside will whisper, Told you so. You don't know how to write. You've just fluked it before and you'll never do it again. Some writers I know struggle with that inner voice on a daily basis. But when that voice is accompanied by an immobilized mind, devoid of ideas, it feels devastating. I've already mentioned the horror of the white page. These days, more likely to be a blank screen with a cursor blinking reproachfully, like the ticking of a clock reminding us of how little we have achieved. We stare back at it, hoping the words will magically start to appear. But they don't. Performance anxiety is a curse. Somewhere along the line, we've come to believe that we'll never be good enough. We might have been undermined in all our endeavours during those important childhood years when building a healthy ego is a vital task. Maybe perfectionism is our way of coping in the world, our way of gaining acceptance, not only from the world, but also from ourselves. There is no magical cure, although therapy certainly helps. But recognizing the source of the problem is sometimes enough to generate the strength to pick ourselves up and continue. Refusing to listen to the inner critic, even telling it to shut up and remove itself, using the most colorful language of which we're capable, is very therapeutic. However, The problem doesn't always lie squarely with our adaptations to life and self-image. 
although these will undeniably be found somewhere in the mix. We're writers. How could it be otherwise? But in fact, the narrative itself might be at the heart of the issue. If we're writing fiction, our ideas will come from a very deep place, driven by the imperatives of the subconscious, and experienced writers will know the subtle struggle to keep the narrative on track. At some stage, the story takes over and could well decide to take a totally different path. Furthermore, the characters might well refuse to remain in their allotted roles. If we deny the desire of the energy to go where it will, we'll find ourselves blocked. Somewhere inside us, there is a part which has something to say and it will brook no interference. We can experience this stonewalling as a loss of interest in our project. The freshness and excitement have disappeared. The plot refuses to resolve. The characters become lacklustre. In effect, the energy has drained from our project and we put it all aside. It puts me in mind of when an actor falls out of character. Previously, we've been immersed in the story, willingly suspending disbelief while the characters are believable. But we've all known that moment when an actor falters and we're suddenly aware that they're acting. In the same way, our narrative has stopped flowing and we become aware that our writing had become contrived rather than being carried along by the tide of creativity. So how do we restart the creative process? I have a few suggestions to make. Some of them might work for you, some might not. But they're all worth trying in an effort to find resolution. Above all, keep writing. Don't lose the impetus. Having said that, Often it's better not to write about the project you're working on, but something else entirely. As a fellow writer once said, if you can't think of something to write, write about not being able to think of something to write. It's amazing how much we can find to say on that subject once we warm to the task. Spin a fantasy. Write something totally ridiculous. This is akin to brainstorming, so beloved of business groups seeking new products and new solutions. Allowing the mind to play, to push the boundaries of so-called sensible writing, will free the imagination. It activates lateral thinking and helps us to take the process less seriously. Writing is a serious business but we don't need to become slaves to its importance. A more challenging option is to try a different writing form. If you're a poet, write some prose, and vice versa. Remind yourself that you're not writing for posterity, you're experimenting, and it's perfectly okay for the output to find its way into the trash. Or even better, Cut it into strips and rearrange it in a collage. The results can be quite illuminating and a lot of fun. I use haiku in this way and it's worked for me. 
Engage mindfulness. Immerse yourself in sensory enjoyment of the natural world if you can. Listen to the sounds. Gaze at clouds, smell flowers, rub your hands in the grass. And write in detail about your observations and tactile sensations. As writers, we can spend too much time in our own heads. We can be, and often are, obsessive. Grounding ourselves in the natural world offers just enough distance from brain work to restore balance and perspective. You might try journaling, which, at its best, is a deeply meditative process. Write about your feelings. Ask yourself questions and write copious answers, not worrying about punctuation or grammar. And do this with paper and pencil, because handwriting engages different parts of the brain and stimulates creative output. If you ask your mind what it wants, it will tell you. But be prepared to be surprised or even shocked. Then write an experimental piece based on what your journaling has revealed. Follow where the energy wants to go, even if it destroys your carefully crafted plot. You might be surprised to find the result is an improvement. You might not, of course, but at least it will relieve the tension and allow you to continue. Some writers will tell you to continue with your manuscript and write your way through your block, and for some people, I guess this works. Personally, I have found it better to put the text aside, rather than wasting time writing something which will most likely be jettisoned because it's stale and uninspired. I paint and compose music, so I'm fortunate that I'm able to move into a different part of the brain and rest the entity who describes herself as a writer. You might like to garden or do craft. Sometimes we simply need to refresh ourselves. I take long walks. Not only is walking great exercise, but it's the best aid to plot development I know. Sometimes that's what we need. When we move forward in the outer world, often the inner world will grasp the metaphor and behave in a similar way. Once you feel refreshed, reread your manuscript from the beginning. I think of this as being like giving a push to a car on a slope when the battery's flat. Eventually it picks up enough speed and the engine turns over again. But this only works if you start writing immediately you finish reading. If you leave it too long, the reading process will simply have been a means of procrastinating. And we all know the delaying tactics we employ. Making cups of tea and coffee, diving into social media when a notification sounds, answering emails, rearranging our desks. Don't let editing add itself to your list of avoidance techniques. As Ray Bradbury once said, your intuition knows what to write, so get out of the way. I hope that some of the suggestions I've made will 
find their way into your writer's armory and help you through the dry patches. As always, I'd love to receive your feedback and you can find me on my website at angelawallacemore.com. Happy writing and enjoy the journey. <laughs>